What's going on, guys? You're on the sidelines with the sideline guys. This is uh, John Toronto over here. You know, your resident uh, Bills fan. Always talking about the Bills Mafia that Derek made fun of for so many years, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, you know, over here we got Derek Myers, the OG, yes, the honcho, the owner of OTS. Yes, uh, sadly, an Eagles fan, sadly, a Celtics fan because they're both trash. I mean, but we'll move no, on to that. The, 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 <laughs> the Eagles are absolute garbage. The Celtics, uh, yeah, yeah. the Celtics are perfect. But you're a fan of both, so Bill. I think that just kind of like yeah. molds in a little bit. So it's very, but anyway, it's very weird when I have to go against uh, uh, 76ers fans and Patriots fans because I have ties like opposite with, of both. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> ties, so it's just ugh. As long as you're not a Patriots fan, because we don't respect that here. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, on this episode today, we decided to bring in a special guest, someone that I basically met through Twitter, but that's all good. Uh, Kyle, how are you doing? What's good, Kyle? I'm doing very well, guys. How are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, good. This is, uh, nice to have you on the episode. Um, I did want you to give a breakdown of what you do. For, just a quick breakdown to the to the viewers and listeners out there. Met Kyle through his uh Twitter page banged up bills. It basically focuses on injuries for players on the team. Uh, he gives kind of his in-depth analysis of the short and long-term injuries, um, partnered up with other websites as well for the NFL. Um, Kyle, you can just take it from there and kind of give your background. Okay. Uh, I'm a physical therapist by trade. Uh, I've had experiences in home health, uh, outpatient, acute care, uh, skilled nursing, like the nursing home. I I've done a little bit of everything. I've been a PT for about eight years now. And uh, go back from 2017, I started Banged Up Bills because I can't remember exactly what led to me starting it, but it was something I was just unsatisfied with what the injury reporting was out there. I can't remember if it was a reporter that just didn't have their, their stuff together or if I was just saying, hey, I could do this better than what's out there right now. Yeah. And I thought I would start this up. And I approached a few different outlets and I said, hey, I'm a PT. I have this stuff. And I kind of got like, okay, cool. See you later. I'm like, you know what? screw you guys. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Right. So it, it just kind of has grown from there and I've gotten some really cool opportunities from that. So I've really been focusing on just addressing the bills injuries. I mean, I've started to branch out and do other things I'll get to in a second, but really just looking at the injury report and try to interpret it, what Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean are trying to do with those injuries every week, because it seems like if that information is available, people will start freaking out. Oh my God. Cody Ford's out with his knee. What does that mean? Well, hey, I'm here. I'm here to try to explain that. I don't have any inside knowledge of what's going on, but I have uh, information based off the background I have. I can say, hey, based off what they're telling us, this is what it could be. This is what the timeline looks like, and this is what we can expect to see coming off of that. Right. So I, I feel that it's been pretty pretty well received. I mean, my, my uh, page is continuing to grow in. My Twitter following. I mean, if somebody's really that big into that is continuing to grow, it just seems like the more I do this, the more people want. So I'm like, Hey, let's just keep rolling with this here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I started back in 2017 had been growing and, you know, got hooked up with uh, Buffalo rumblings through circling wagons podcast. They recommend recommend me to go to them. And so I do, you know, features on different injuries. Uh, I got hooked up with Eric Turner over at cover one. You know, I do off season um, draft analysis on the, you know, different injuries, like uh, the two injury last year. I got that done as soon as he was injured and then kind of just building off of that. Uh, recently started off with uh, the Game Day NFL, which is a sports betting website. So I do a weekly article on various injuries around the league and how that might affect fantasy and betting. So that's something I'm still working out to where I'm branching more to the NFL, but my passion still lies within the Bills. Bills and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a Bills fan through and through, and it's, it's fun to – 
try and decipher things. And it's like, it sucks when I'm wrong, but it's great when I'm right. But it's fun just to use my degree in a different way because sometimes it's easy to get burned out with patient care or it's, uh, you know, kind of the monotone thing. So it's just like, yeah, okay, I'm just waking up, you know, punch the clock. But this is like, I can dig into the research. I'm not getting at my job. I'm able to look at things differently, learn new things. So it's just a great way to use my degree. It engaged me with the Bills Mafia and it's a pretty good relationship right now. I mean, how cool is that, you know, just to, to bring your field into something you generally love. So, you know, you love sports, you love the Bills, you love talk injuries and, you know. It's, it, it's very cool to do that. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm able to do that. I never thought that this would grow into what it is and I'm able to uh, just, you never think that there'd be a niche for some of this stuff. And then it's like, holy right. cow, there's a huge market for this. I mean, yeah. I, I met some of the other PTs and doctors and everything else that have been doing all this stuff. And it's like, the sports bank thing has like really been fueling all of this too, but it's just people just want that information. So the more they can uh, devour, the more they can be engaged. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's just lean into it and keep working from there. Right. So you did, you did mention earlier that in, when you started off in 2017, it was more so you, you felt like you weren't getting enough information. Now, something I mentioned before we started the pod, do you think that's more a coaching advantage though? So like a lot of coaches refuse to give that information or at least in-depth information because they don't want to give maybe a heads up if a player's coming back or, you know, make them think the player's actually playing. Do you think that's more so, or was it just the reporting or a little bit of combination of both? That, that's, that's hundred percent what's, yeah, I, I believe that's hundred percent what's going on. I mean, if you ever heard, you know, Sean McDermott press conference, um, <laughs> my friends of the rock power report, they are, they tell, call McDermott walking ambient. Like he just doesn't <laughs> give you anything, but what we can glean from all those press conferences is you know, week to week, day to day, some of the timelines we see, if we know the injury, at least the body part, then I can start at least try to extrapolate out to what's going on with some of that stuff. Right. So that's where I think people want to know that because like they know there's a competitive advantage by not giving their uh, those injuries away. I mean, the Bills haven't contacted me yet saying knock it off, but I imagine <laughs> that you know, somebody's looking out there say, hey, this guy's putting some stuff out here, or at least people want to know about that just because that might affect betting. Hey, Josh Allen's going to be injured. How's this going to affect things? Or, right. you know, Devin Singletary, what have you. So, you know, am I right all the time? No, I know I'm not. But am I right part of the time? Yeah, I think so. And if I can at least try to help paint the picture of what's going on, then that might help kind of better identify how people can react to some of this information rather than just saying sky's falling. I don't know what's going on. Right. And you know what? It's cool too. Cause you can, which I've seen you do on Twitter, you pull up all 22s, which is any, obviously any opposing team could do and find certain injuries or go off of that. You know, everything you do, I feel like a team could do anyway. So hopefully yeah, they don't they say knock it off because you like watching what you do. So yeah. I don't know <laughs> no. that Adam Gase is doing that, but well, he is, I mean, I, he's I, listen, not working. You mean Adam Gase is the best coach <laughs> in the NFL. Okay. We, yes. Listen, yes. He is. He's he the him. best coach. Extend him for like five years. We love them. We love them. Mm-hmm. Bills Mafia. Exactly. Uh, but no, it's, it's really cool what you do. So I, I guess one thing I want to go through is the Bills injury report um, for this week and, and talk about the Cody Ford thing. So it says he tours, uh, they tore his meniscus. So what's your kind of thought process on why? So typically from what we've heard, and Derek and I talked about this before, um, meniscus is like a six-week thing. So like Russell Westbrook a couple of years ago tore his meniscus and he was back in less than two months. Um, why would that – what's the discrepancy there? Like why is it a three- to four-month recovery? So the meniscus is basically the shock absorbers of the knee. It's just this, uh, I don't call it dense, but I mean, it's definitely cartilage that allows you to absorb the contact from jumping. Um, it just gives your 
the femur and tibia, some cushioning in between. So it's not that bone on bone like you hear later on. And there's different, it's not truly bone on bone, but that's for another time. But anyway, <laughs> this meniscus just allows it to be shock absorbers. It helps deepen the socket so that your femur and tibia can articulate the thigh bone and the shin bone. So when you have a tear there, it's usually some type of rotational force that goes into that. Um, we see this a lot with uh, ACL tears when they're doing that valgus force, the knees kind of bowing in like that. You could get uh, some rotational components with that and it could twist the knee and uh, cause some meniscus tears. So we know that Cody Ford's was three or four months and you said Russell Westbrook was you know, six weeks. Well, the difference was probably that Russell Westbrook without going into knowing the details of his injury, he probably had the, whatever part of the meniscus was bothering him, he probably had it trimmed out and they just said, okay, you know, that the offending piece has been removed and go back to rehab and get back to play normal. Okay. Now I'm not sure what year that happened, but going to Cody Ford, he has to go get this thing repaired. He's out for three or four months. And we've seen guys get the, you know, piece of meniscus removed and come back and play. Charles Clay had this a few years ago when I think in 2017 as well, he damaged his MCL and tore part of the meniscus. Okay. So the problem we see with this here is if the meniscus is able to be repaired, they try to do that because that's going to allow uh, the knee to heal more properly. It's going to allow the knee to uh, be healthier in the long term instead of, you know, wearing down over time, because if you start taking away that cushioning, then that's where you start seeing that bone on bone action, where you see the outside protective cartilage of the knee start to wear down. Then you get uh, bone trying to reheal back up. It's healing up improperly. You know, the, uh, not the cartilage, but the bone underneath starts getting exposed. That's where you get the arthritic pain there. So we saw with Charles Clay, exactly what happened. His knees have just failed him. I mean, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore, but he just, he's not the player he was when he started out his career, but they just kept on cutting away pieces, cut away more and more pieces and it goes right. down. Oof. So they've, they've transitioned away from just cutting out the offending piece and saying, get back out there saying, Hey, if we can repair this and sell this down and you have a better chance at coming back and have extending your career. So there's still a chance of getting arthritis later on. I mean, these guys play football. They're going to probably get total knee total hip replacements, but if you can say, Hey, I'd rather repair this and miss four months of football or I can get this you know, removed and miss six weeks of football, but I can extend my career another two years if I were to get repaired. Well, I'm taking them two years because that's right. essentially millions of dollars and more time to play and maybe to win a championship. So right. they've just started to move toward, hey, let's do more conservative. Let's repair this thing. And they're seeing better outcomes in the long term than just cutting the stuff out. You know, what? I kind of like that perspective, too, because, I mean, he, one, he's young. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, we just had Feliciano come back. So we kind of have that you know, extra guard that came in to kind of take care of things. I think Bacher's, B- B- Bacher, Bacher, I don't know. <laughs> ever say his last name? Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. he's came in and played uh, pretty well because I know from cover one, they, they kind of went over his run game and how he's doing mm-hmm. well. So maybe it's like the perfect timing because we got everybody to come back and play well. And I mean, realistically, I'm with the let's keep him as long as we can and, and you know, not try to waste his career too early. So yep. I think that's, that's, that kind of works out. Um, yeah. So now with the John Brown injury, with the ankle injury, I know you heard it. Oh, what's up there? Oh, you're muted. <laughs> am, I, am I good? No, no, Derek is Derek. Is oh, good. okay. <laughs> can't hear you. Can you hear him? No, I can't hear him. <laughs> he's just, he's just gone. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. He'll figure out how to edit it there. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll edit it. Uh, so with the John Brown injury, uh, we all, we yeah. know that he, 
had that weird little fall uh, on the deep pass in the third, was it the yeah. third down towards the fourth quarter? What happened? Yeah. Yep. What did you see that? Did you check that out at all? Or Yeah, I did. I did. So yeah. initially, initially the first view I had, I was like, okay, this is a knee. Cause he came down. The, the knee was kind of bowed in. Like we saw that that was forced, which we see more historically with MCL, ACL, things like that. But um, he came down right down on his ankle, but initially I thought the knee, and then you go back and look and see that the leg, not excuse me, the leg, the ankle bows in. So I then I was thinking, okay, medial eversion sprain, which they don't happen too often, but they do happen. Okay. Um, that's where I'm thinking. There's small possibility it could be a high ankle, and I should go back and look at it, and that could explain why he wasn't even trying to play because uh, we did see Joe um, Davis White suffer a similar injury a few weeks ago, and he was able to not miss any time. So either way, this is a more severe injury than what Tredavious White had. But um, the, the problem with, with Brown is he's been dealing with so many injuries right now. I don't believe right. that any of the previous injuries had contributed to this. It's just, it's unfortunate how he fell down and, Sheesh. you know, it just, he was starting to get finally look good. I'm like, okay, he, he's starting to come back and then he has this other injury. So wow. he's out for the game against the Chargers. Um, I originally thought uh, on Lockdown Bills uh, the other day that he was starting to progress a little bit faster by there were some Instagram videos I saw. I was like, okay, he, he's really working you know, hard. He's working well. But the problem with that was, you know, social media, it, it can play tricks on you. I mean, I'm, I have a doctor of physical therapy and that still tricked me because I'm like, oh, he's doing great. But then you see he's not practicing all week in practice. So um, I, I don't know he's going to play against the 49ers. And, you know, if he can come back and play against the Steelers, I think that'd be more better use of his overall talent than trying to play against a beat up 49ers and a crappy uh, Chargers team, if you right. will. So right. it's just... He's, he just has bad luck this year. I mean, I, I can't contribute to anything else other than, you know, he was doing so great last year. I don't think he was on the injury report at all, maybe right. once. And then it's just like he can't get out of his own way with these injuries. Yeah, he's been beat up, man. And that's the thing. Last year, all 16 games, never missed them. He's thousand-yard receiver. You know, we were happy with it. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's just bad luck. Yep. I mean, honestly, sometimes yep. you just have shit luck when you're, when you're playing. Yeah. It. In the NFL, and this is what happens. But, exactly. Um, yep. So yep. another injury I want to go over, uh, and there's, I guess, two things for sure when it came to tight ends. So Dawson Knox's hamstring injury. Now, was that because he had one earlier in the season? Is that this was that the same hamstring that popped up? So say He's the name listed. again. You, you're breaking up earlier. Uh, Dawson Knox. Okay. His um, hamstring. I don't know. That's that they didn't specify that because I wasn't even aware of the hamstring injury until it popped up on the injury report. On Wednesday. So, you know, looking back, yeah, I did the hamstring. It's possible it could be the same hamstring. Um, I'd have to go back and look at my records and look to see which side it was. But he's another guy who just can't get out of his own way regarding the injuries. So, what's interesting though is he was practicing in fall all week. He had this hamstring injury. I'm not sure why they put him on the injury report in the first place. I don't quite know every single detail that goes into injury uh, report reporting, but. Right there was obviously something enough where it could have been affecting him. So uh, that's, that's a good question. They, I could try to go back and look on film and see, but there wasn't anything that's going on and he played yeah, most steps. I think it was like 70%. So. Right. Well, I wish he did, he did, he did it for that block in the back, you know, but that's just another thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a big one I want to talk about and uh, Derek and I talked about this before. I don't know if you're, you're talking or not yet, Derek. Do you want to talk real quick? Oh, we can now. Yeah, can there we go. All right. Uh, so, so that's <laughs> all good. Uh, so the big yeah. injury was the Josh Allen shoulder thing. Uh, he's yep. not on the injury report, but do are we concerned that there may still be something there? So 
again, we don't know what they're required to report for injury. He's not on there. That's a, probably a positive sign, but are there any long-term effects that could be there, you think? It's, I, I go back and forth on this a lot because when originally he hurt the shoulder, there's possible AC joint sprain. There's a possibility of a rotator cuff uh, injury. There's a possibility of a labral tear. I was leaning more toward the labral tear or the rotator cuff injury, just based off how he fell and the type of bracing he was using afterward and how he frankly just didn't look himself the, for those first few games afterward, you know, the Titans and the Chiefs specifically. I, I don't have any proof that he did that other than looking at the mechanism of injury, how he fell, and then saw some of the bracing. And he kind of graduated off all the bracing. He eventually had the Kinesio tape on afterward. Um, just something just doesn't seem right with that. And then, of course, you've seen he's been running a lot less this season. I mean, if it's if he's going to run and it's designed runs, um, he's definitely sliding a lot more. He's not wanting to take that contact to the shoulder. And if he does take contact, it's his right shoulder, which is crazy to think about because that's his throwing shoulder, but that's just how it is there. <laughs> so I, I think that we'll probably find out more about it uh, after the season, if he does have to get surgery, if he does have to, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, um, but we've seen guys that have injuries or the non-throwing shoulder play throughout the season, but I was doing some different research and seeing what guys have suffered AC joint sprains, what guys suffered labral tears, uh, rotator cuff injuries. So I'm still like looking into all that stuff, but right. It's all speculation right now, just because they're not going to come out and say, hey, Josh Allen did this to his shoulder, because that's going to be right. some type of competitive advantage. They're going to say, drive him into the dirt then, if, if we know that that's going to pop his Especially shoulder Especially Greg Williams. Insane exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's where I think I'm at with that stuff. I mean, I'd love to be wrong, okay. and but you don't – I haven't seen historically where some guy's sitting on the practice report or the injury report for six weeks – and practicing in full with a shoulder injury, and you see him graduating down the, the shoulder brace. It's like – I can't say I've looked at every single quarterback injury in the past, but like you start putting two and two together. I'm like, something's not right here. And we saw, and I put this in the most recent article on Bangda Bills, that some of the even more severe injuries, they're barely on the injury report or don't even show up. You know, Jerry Hughes' groin injury last year, the wrist injury, John Feliciano's rotator cuff repair, Teron Johnson's labral uh, uh, tear back in 2018, uh, Zay Jones, his shoulder. I mean, it's like you see that all the time where you hear guys playing through these crazy injuries and they barely show up in the injury report. So it's like, right. why would you be on the injury report for six weeks and it's nothing? And then you have um, these severe injuries that aren't being reported. So it's like common sense. Where's yeah, it? In the I remember last year, DeMontra was, oh, the Bills' new facility. The players are so healthy. The injury report looks so good. Like you probably barely had any work last year <laughs> compared to <laughs> this year. I mean, <laughs> and, and now, you know, all these surgeries right after the season i'm like what the, yeah what, when 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 you know you're pointing at everyone like when this happened <laughs> that that, faci that facility has definitely helped kind of keep guys going i mean it's not gonna repair the injuries necessarily faster but it can right. maybe just give the extra boost say hey here's an extra intervention we can do to at least make sure that you're ready to go and then yeah some of the stuff that happened last year the surgeries was structural they need to get that addressed but if it can at least get them out in the field and perform at i don't know 80 of what they can do versus you know not play at all i'll take 80 percent all day Sure. 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 Um, so with the overall spectrum of the of the league, like mm -hmm. do you th this season has been, in my opinion, it looks to be like the 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 most significant injuries that we've seen to star players. It, do you do you uh credit that to the lack of OTAs and you know the 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 night like not having a training camp before the season started or is that just like a freak thing 
because Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> been out for most of the season. Uh, 49ers stars. 49ers. Yes. It was Solomon Thomas and Bosa. They both went out in the same game. Um, Jesus. I don't even like who else went out. Like, no, Dak. Like, Dak yeah. had Dak. a season. Injury. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow <laughs> just had. So, like, do you, do you credit that to like just being a freak accident? Or is, or is it, does it have something to do with let the, like the lack of preparation before the season? I think some of the early season injuries were due to a lack of OTAs. Uh, I actually just got a, um, something sent to me by a follower, uh, Ned Hunt on uh, Twitter. He sent me this thing on uh, Warren Sharp football and the injuries are up 16 more percent than they were last year. I think at this time or over the past few years. Wow. So um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, 16% doesn't sound like a whole lot, but I mean, that's, so, something you yeah, know so yeah. uh stuff like joe burrow stuff like dax stuff like um you know some of the other more severe injuries like you can't there's nothing you can stop about that i mean dak he just is how he's tackled joe burrow he got hit in the pocket yeah. you know some of the other more severe injuries it's like what are you going to do about that it just it is what it is yeah. but we saw some of the stuff like uh, austin eckler i don't know that his hamstring would have been any less severe if he had been through otas but um you know, there's a possibility that maybe it wasn't a sphere, but I mean, it was still, I mean, he's missed eight weeks and he might miss the ninth week. So some of the early stuff I think was just, no, I know. I, I, I stayed away from him. So no, but it just, I know he comes up. He's, he's been talked about a lot since he's the uh, bills uh, opponent this week here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the early stuff has been definitely attributed to the lack of OTAs. Um, but then the after or the later stuff has just been kind of, well, it was going to happen and just did it kick the can. It wasn't supposed to happen week one because uh, of no OTAs or was it going to happen later on because of just the timing? I mean, you can't predict injuries, but, right. but sometimes it's just, it's how it is. So, yeah. That's such a tough thing, man. <laughs> so I did, I did want to talk about one more thing uh, in regards to the bills. We do have a game tomorrow and, you know, I think we're going to win, but we do need to get your predictions. So what are you thinking? What's your prediction for the game tomorrow? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I think the Bills are going to win. Now the score, um, I mean, that's a incredibly biased view, but I, I really think the Bills are the more talented team. Uh, I, I could see the Bills winning 32 to 23. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah, Herbert's been playing really well, too. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see if he can do, do anything against our boy Trey White. Get, maybe get a pick or two today, tomorrow. You know, we'll see. Well, the Chargers are missing a few of their key defensive pieces there. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, was it Melvin Ingram? I think, yeah. Ingram, Olosu, and, um, and Hayward. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I oh. mean, it, it's been fortunate we've been going up against some teams that are missing their pieces, but like that's been the same thing for any other team. And so hey, we've been we've I mean, not, we have full team. Yeah. The day before the Cardinals game, I just told Derek, what three starters went out in the yeah. last second. So yeah. Um, yeah. Now I know you focus more on the physical stuff in terms of like ankles and injuries stuff like that, but with COVID nineteen, so a lot of. So this Tommy Sweeney thing, did you ever look into the any of the COVID stuff and the effects or, and how players are kind of – so like him dealing with that long-term myo – was it myocarditis, the, the heart thing? Um, yeah. Concern, because I looked it up, of course, you know, they never say – I'm I'm the, the WebMD doctor, so I'll look up stuff and think I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah. uh, you know, I went to the look up the myocarditis, and it's it's almost like that thing – And what's the high school player's name again, Derek, from back in the uh, day? Reg, Reggie Lewis. The one that passed away playing in the middle of a game, he just he just literally just passed out and died. Yeah. Um, that this is kind of related to what he had. So myocarditis affects the heart and essentially just heart failure. Um, do we see Sweeney just retiring? I mean, 
this is almost a sport to me that you don't want to risk going in with a heart disease. You know what I mean? It, it's too soon to tell what's going on with SUNY. I mean, probably what happened with him is he had COVID. They know there's a risk for the myocarditis. And then he might have been having some issues where like, hey, man, I'm tired after working out. I mean, you expect to be working, but he might have just right. been like more tired than usual, or there might have just been something that just fell off. And we don't know what the symptoms were, but they said that the myocarditis was related to the COVID. And thankfully, the team, you know, every sports you know, team is going to be say, hey, let's get you out to a cardiologist or whatever discipline they need to make sure that you can get addressed and, and seen properly. So there's definitely a chance of that. I know there's a, a Red Sox pitcher that had developed myocarditis uh, and shut down a season before, you know, they really got going. Right. Tommy Sweet is the first known one. The problem with the myocarditis is it's inflammation of the heart muscle. Now the heart muscle, you think, okay, inflammation, no big deal, but the heart muscle doesn't recover like skeletal muscle does. So I'm not saying you can't ever regain function from the heart muscles, but it's a lot slower and a lot of times scar tissue after an injury in the heart um, is is found in there more so than actual you know healing up the new muscle so like if you right. strain your calf okay you, you work through it and you get better you, you know new muscle you know grows heart muscle it just doesn't do the same thing it just that's what they found so that's why you see after a heart attack it's like the heart's weaker and you know after strokes and things like that. But that's what happens with myocarditis. It can lead to that stuff because if the heart's not pumping officially, it can lead to a regular heartbeat. It can lead to heart failure because the muscle's not pumping as efficiently. Um, it can lead to sudden death like that, that uh, hypertrophy of the heart, which normally you would want that to help pump the blood. But if it's hypertrophy due to abnormal changes, then that could lead to that sudden cardiac death like you were talking about. Because the heart just, it's, it's crazy. It's scary to think about. But what happened, I'm hoping with Sweeney is that, hey, they, they found that he has this inflammation. They shut him down, monitor him for a while. Don't let him, you know, get things irritated. Let that virus work itself through, let things heal back up. And then it's good to go there. So we'll see what happens with this. I hope he doesn't retire, but chances are they probably caught it pretty early and said, hey, let's shut you down before this thing gets to the, the point where you might be forced to retire. Wow. So uh, I don't you you would know this, but Derek was a big proponent of don't have a season this season. I mean, and that was just based off of the COVID itself. You get COVID, you get sick, you're going to spread it, you're going to get your family sick, you're going to get older people sick, all that stuff, right? Um, but now hearing this, like that, that scares me for athletes. You know what I mean? Like, huh. like if God forbid, uh, uh, you know, any team's player doesn't know they had COVID, maybe asymptomatic, and maybe asymptomatic still affects the heart. Yeah. And, and something happens in the middle of a game. I mean, you know, it, I, I guess that's a risk with anything, right? I mean, yeah, but at the is. same time, it's, it's, you know, if this virus is causing that, why is it smart to, to I mean, even half the time we see with these games, right? You know, how, mm -hmm. how is every player not considered close contact when one player gets it? I, you I don't know. That's... No, no, I mean, no, I'm not saying that you know. There's but... a lot of common sense stuff you're yeah. like the inconsistencies right it's just yeah. like you know yeah and that's a mm -hmm. tyler croft yeah. uh, was able to play when all the tight ends got sick or you know we're in close contact mm -hmm. with, with uh, dawson knox tyler croft was in yeah. close contact with knox as well so like, well i mean well, he was avoided because of the the his uh, oh he was out for the week that's right yeah that's right. yeah because his wife was giving birth there but, right right yeah but so he ended up getting you know close contact later on it just i know they talked about viral load like how much like were you exposed to it it's just like you know, uh, I'm going to use a, 
I'm going to use just a general term here. It's like, you know, smelling a fart. It's like you might get a whiff of something like, oh, but then sometimes you're like right in the line of that. And so it just depends on how much you're exposed to it. I know right, that's what we've been right. talking about viral load. I know it's an awful example, yeah. but no, no, you know, yeah. it's, it's comical. Hey, so, anyway, but it, it just depends, yeah. I think. <laughs> we but it that... just, I think it just depends on how much you're exposed to it. And that's going to affect right. how, how, you know, maybe sick you are or, or how it affects you there. So yeah, I think the scariest um, part is yeah, that, that's just a, it's all just the unknown, you know, like not knowing if somebody's yeah. asymptomatic or not knowing if you just didn't get enough of it, if that's even a thing or whatever, you know, it's just like, yeah, it, that's the scariest part. And, and I, I just hope if anything, it's not going to be long-term serious. Heart that's disease. why they're testing every day. That's yeah. why they're doing everything they're doing and try to prevent right. that, to minimize all the variables that could go into that. Right. I mean, it, thankfully, and, and Kyle, you know, as a Bills fan, we finally have an organization that does the right thing in every aspect when it comes to players and injuries or illnesses, or obviously now with COVID, they got things that locked down. Right. And you have mm-hmm. other, you have the Titans who just went free and said, fuck a mask. And you have the <laughs> the Ravens coach. You guys see that uh, yeah. the Ravens conditioning coach. I So I found I'm one of the, like, I, I'll find your Twitter and know you do some dumb shit. So yeah. he was <laughs> fined and suspended or whatever, go to his page. He's an anti-masker. So of course, like, <laughs> You brought COVID to your team, yeah, because you refused to wear a mask. It's like, yeah. do they work a hundred percent? I don't even know that. I don't think anybody knows it. But just do what you need to do, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what it goes about down to. And normally the Ravens are a good organization. You got well when Ozzy Newsom was there, he had a lockdown. But yeah. um, you know, it, it's it's just so shocking to me that people don't do the simple things to avoid a heart disease or, or, or sudden death just, or COVID. People or are selfish, I guess. That's what it comes down to. No, lack of humanity, yeah. basically. But I, Well, see, that's the thing. I don't even know how we're going to uh, start the NBA season. Like, because, <laughs> again, like, they, they had this bubble in Orlando, which was absolutely perfect. Right. But it, I, has, I still have not heard of a plan that's been put in place in terms of what's going to happen for this coming season because from what it looks like it's just back to normal and if it's back to normal it it, this is going to end up prolonging everything right everything but i think it goes back to the year (laughs) yeah oh at least a year is my guess before anything's ever really back to truly normal probably a year and we're in new york state we'll probably won't be back for five years so uh uh, my thing is it's just what i said it depends on every team every organization every staff member that's going to do their best to make sure their players families and so on and so forth fans you know if they open up the stadium are safe cleaning protocols things like that i mean you got to do your best we're just in a situation. Look, we will never be the way we were ever again in terms of sports, in terms of life, in terms of anything. Anything we were so used to after all the not at least for several years until we several really years rag at this. The yeah. normal yeah. will be so different yeah. going forward. Yeah, we just gotta accept it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, now, when it comes to injuries, again, we gotta keep we're gonna keep bugging you <laughs> nonstop on injuries, which I'm sure you don't mind. But um, a quick, quick question I had it was just a random one I wrote down before you got on. Um, so I, I always look at recovery time for injuries and I'm I'm naive for thinking this way uh, of just for the injury. I hurt my ankle. It, it's healed. I play, but wouldn't, and I, I guess the answer is yes. Along with it, game shape is a thing, right? So when, <laughs> when recovery time is given, is that specifically only for an injury or is that including the, uh, you know, getting myself back into to 
cardio shape and the ankle strong, the muscles around the ankle strong or whatever the case is? Uh, that's a good question. Cause sometimes you see different timeframes there. Traditionally when I'm looking at what they're given a time frame, they're usually given just what it takes to get back to, I would say baseline, you know, uh, we'll take the John Feliciano thing, for example, they said eight to 12 weeks there. So I know he had said he wanted to come back by, you know, week four against the Raiders. Well, of course he did. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That's just, that's how it was there. But then they, they held him out till week eight, which I thought all along, which should have been there. So they usually probably err towards saying, Hey, he could come back as quickly as this, but they say sometimes a little bit longer. And even if they do say that where it's like, you know, let's go back to ACL, for example, you know, nine to 12 months there, we see guys that aren't just quite all that there despite, you know, being physically ready, you know, sometimes there's still some of the things that's working through. Uh, and that kind of came up with Harrison Phillips a little bit this year, but usually I see more just recovery timeline and just saying, Hey, they should be up and healthy enough to play. And now whether they're hundred percent to play at their peak level, I, I still think that's where you tack on a little bit longer with that. But um, like most of the protocols for, you know, let's say going back to the meniscus for Cody Ford, um, they said three or four months. That's usually what it's about for the rehab protocol. And then you'll see at the very end, like I say, return to sports specific activities, going back to, um, you know, make sure you can tolerate all that stuff. And of course, we're still looking for something to make sure the knees not small and make sure you're not having a persistent pain other issues like that there, but you're still working to get back in game shape, working to make sure that cardiovascularly, make sure that you understand the muscle memory stuff. I mean, that's where we saw as I'm bouncing around with John Feliciano, he was probably healthy enough to play week four, like at least from a function of moving the arm and doing all this basic stuff there, but there's no way he was going to be in physical game shape to go play in all those reps that he has. And fortunately they waited as long as he did because he had to shift over to center and play the entire game when Mitch Worse went out. So it's like, had he been trying to rush it back and done that, he could have popped his uh, pectoral muscle again because his body wasn't up to snuff in week four instead of waiting until week eight, which is fortunately what they did. So, so, more, so more so when it comes to getting him in game shape, it's, you know, this is, a, let's say, 12 weeks for Peck. Yeah. Um, the coaches include that game shape within it typically. Give or take uh, coach, I'm probably I'm sure isn't doing that. I'm sure well, it's more um, the medical stuff. Yeah, that's medical saying stuff. That, yeah, but, yeah, the team. Sorry, yeah. not the coach. <laughs> coach would put him in probably week one if he could. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yep. sure. Uh, okay, well, let's go to here. Yeah, I just you know a lot of time I see injuries and like you said, sometimes players back in six weeks or eight weeks or twelve weeks, depending on yeah uh, the person. But right? that's why you see these. They give a timeline, but then you see sometimes you see sometimes guys are take a little bit longer than that. And so sometimes there's complications. Sometimes there's, you know, they're not in as good shape as they could have been. So that's where it's like, it's, it's arbitrary in a sense, but um, where they can come back and at least perform, I think is where that plays into it. So I know it's not a clear cut answer, but there's a lot of factors go yeah. into identifying how long that timeline is going to be. Right. That makes what's, sense. What's your uh, opinion on guys that, seem to be able to uh beat the recovery time or the the um you know the 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 time that they're told that they have to recover but what's the way I should put this what what is your actual thought on should they come back early or should they wait that extended period of time so for example like Brandon Brooks uh offensive line for uh for the uh, the Eagles they play mm-hmm. right guard um, he he had the was it the Achilles last year I think or the year prior had, two years ago he had the Achilles yeah yeah he did came yep. back like pretty much faster than he was supposed to 
he had an Achilles rupture again uh, this summer. And I mean, he was jumping boxes probably like, like a month and a half ago. Uh, and and the thought is that he was able he's he should technically be able to come back in December, but <laughs> with the way that not only the Eagles are looking this year, but his physical uh, uh, you know preparation, like should it should, would you recommend that he comes back ahead of the schedule? Once again, I mean I'm not his you know personal people and whatnot but right, when you're looking right. at the grand scheme of things there i mean if i was it'd be making a lot more money so but <laughs> but going off of your question there yeah. um i guess it depends on the situation there i mean achilles i wouldn't recommend coming back that quickly because he tore it back in what may i think i mean yeah hypothetically you could but like it's just gonna be battling and just trying to get back up to, to speed there yeah. um a better example might have been uh the quan alexander jj wild last year like you oh, know yes. the playoffs were coming in and you know like hey I'm, I'm close to being ready can i go yeah and so he took a calculated risk saying hey if i if i rip this thing again i have the time to get a rehab and get right next you know season yeah um and so i think it comes down to the injury and i think it depends on you know how valuable are i mean jj watt as much as it pains me say this he was a big difference in that playoff game against buffalo last year even though he couldn't use his arm really so it just comes down to i if i was an athlete i want to make sure i'm as healthy as possible perform at the best of my abilities so hold them out as long as i can but all those guys are competitors they want to play they want to be out there they want to contribute even if their arm is literally falling off they're going to say i'm going to do whatever i can to help make my team win for sure well that doesn't mean it's always the best thing to do there so brandon brooks no, sit the bench, man. The Eagles yeah. suck this year. I'm sorry. That's just, hey, no, <laughs> no. I'm hey, but, but I mean, and you yeah. know what? A lot of time, it's yeah. a lot of these players. I think the ones that are not under the big contracts that have all yeah. these provisions where they still get paid, it's their living, it's their life, right? No, like they, he, they he just signed his contract. Yeah, last off season, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. He, he's he's so, got yeah. his money, but yeah. I, yeah, it's just a I little bit of all of it, man. They feel yeah. pressured from a yeah. family perspective, a life perspective, a competitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I say sit out and take the time you need, but hey, that's that's on them. They don't understand the risks of doing. Listen, yeah. I sprained my ankle, and I don't. I work from home for like two months, and I'm an office guy. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that's another one too. Adrian Peterson, his comeback yes. was absolutely insane from the yes. ACL. I don't. Was that a typical timeline? I'm not sure, but um, he came back. No, right. no, his, no. <laughs> his was the exception of the rule. Yeah, isn't that yeah. like that? So Westbrook is another example too. Is this yeah. these prime freak athletes? I feel like their muscles are literally just like created by a magician or something. Like I don't even know. <laughs> like how does that even happen? How do you come back from such a serious injury? And and what he got the Russian title that year, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's crazy. No, well, crazy. Just, what about like uh, Clay Thompson? So he just tore his Achilles after the ACL injury recovery. Um, is that is that like because you know he he was favoring the other side more so is that is that a possibility that that's how that injury uh, took place or do you think that may have just been like a freak accident type of ordeal it's always hard to say it's like okay, what came first chicken or the egg um, mm-hmm. and that kind of sometimes what happens with these injuries did the one injury cause the other injury and we see that a little bit more with some stuff like um you know, sometimes we see it with with hips and ankles or you know shoulders and um elbows and there's some, there's some correlation with some of that stuff there but with yeah. the achilles and uh, acl uh there's a guy um 
he does a lot what I do more NBA. I think his name's Jeff Stotts uh, in street clothes. He said that him, that Clay Thompson and DeMarcus Cousins were the only two guys he knew that had suffered ACL and then Achilles. So it's not something we see often oh. where it's, you know, you know, bing, bang, boom, right after that there. Right. So I, it might be a freak thing. I, I really can't say one way or the other with that, but it's it's obviously a horrible luck that he comes back from his ACL, he's out there playing, and then he suffers an Achilles injury. And usually with Achilles injuries, there's not really a lot of worrying signs. It's not like you know, poor biomechanics or, you know, trying to play through an injury or something that would kind of preclude all this stuff. Sometimes you're just doing something and that sudden uh, eccentric attraction of the, the uh, calf, the, the gastroc, which is the same thing, it just happens there. So we see that sudden step back or you step into a hole and just that sudden stretch of the muscle, just, you know, the muscle, the body's trying to stop it from going. So it's like the tension and that tension is so great. It just pops. So Wow. He might just tip pivoted and just boom, it went down. I mean, we've seen that enough times with, I think, Brandon Oliver, former UB and San Diego Chargers running back, that he was just going and it takes the hard cut and boom, it just goes. It's like, wait, what happened? Well, yeah. Achilles pop, it just, it just goes. I've seen a couple. And that's one thing. Now, even KDs, you see like the live replay and it's yeah. like, you see it move. It's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. But his, his injury, like, it was – it was weird because, you know, he was already nursing what they claimed to be like the calf or area, but mm-hmm. that first initial injury, he grabbed the inside of his shoe. Like I, I partially tore my Achilles. When I saw him do that, I knew that that's, that's likely Achilles. Like there's no way mm-hmm. that's a calf injury, mm-hmm. but that, that when, when he grabbed the bottom part of it, that was the initial one, right? But right. when, when it actually popped, it was the top. So how is it that the, that the bottom affects the top part of the Achilles? So the, the gastroc connects from like basically the back of the knee all the way down to the heel there. So okay. he might have been straining. He might have strained more the calf uh, at the bottom, top, whatever. And then, so if you're saying that he, he grabbed the bottom the first time around and then grabbed the top the second time around, mm-hmm. he... I'm just going off of just speculation here. Right. He might have felt the strain beforehand, you know, with the original injury. And then if, you know, once he tours the, the Achilles, the muscle, you know, snaps up a rubber band, he might have been feeling the effect of, oh my God, like they, a lot of the times they report like they've been shot. Like that's how it yeah. feels like. Yeah. So he might have been feeling the effect of the muscle snapping up in and retracting and saying, oh my God, like what's going on there. So oh. that's just going off of just knowing where the, ta- the attachment points and, how the injury occurs there. So uh, don't quote me on that one, but yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. my theory based off of what you're telling me there. So, okay. Okay. I can't wild. imagine having <laughs> any kind of injury like that, brother. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd you, how's yours feel, Derek? I feel like it's just empty. <laughs> like I, just no. like I see how it looks, right? It just, everything gets pushed yeah. up or down or vice versa. Well, I'm just like, Woof. with mine, <laughs> I was really stupid. I was playing basketball while wearing Tim's. <laughs> it was dumb as Why would you do I, I don't know bro don't even ask but <laughs> I, I got crossed over and <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i was i was playing bro my defense is immaculate so i was on, all right until I achilles good. pops and then yeah. yeah it was it was just a freak <laughs> but Holy. i felt i felt it go under my foot i felt it slide under my foot so i had to extend my foot out to get it to Get back, back in place, but it wasn't even a full tear; it was just a partial tear. Oh my god! You know, so yeah, I got scar tissue because I actually I made the mistake of only going to physical therapy like 
three times. <laughs> and I, oh my! Because I, I, I hated the process of it back then. I was like 18, 19. I, I honestly, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of what the true process was, and I stopped therapy. So I know I have scar tissue. Why are you telling the physical therapist to stop therapy? He's about to leave. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was. It does young. happen to a lot of people. I was. Oh, young. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I, yeah. I honestly, because I was, I was in school, and, and I didn't feel like leaving a class, going to therapy. I just wanted to go home and relax and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> it was, it was well, horrible. Yeah, a lot of times people are saying they want to get better, but they don't want to do the work. Or sometimes yeah. they say, "Oh, this is all I'm doing." Especially if they don't have a good therapist or yeah. like good medical care, they're just like why am I wasting my time? And sometimes yeah. they just don't want to go through with this or they're feeling good enough. They're thinking, I, why do I need to keep going with this? And they don't understand yeah. the, the behind the scenes, why we're doing what you're doing there. So yeah. as a PT, I'm always trying to explain, here's why we're doing something because you might feel good today, but then you overdo it. And then you're not gonna feel good tomorrow and saying, what the hell that therapist beat this not. I mean, well, no, yeah. you have to, you know, it's that great exposure you have to try to increase your activity gradually you have to build the strength, the, you know, mm -hmm. range of motion, things like that. You can't just right. say, I'm good. I'm, I'm all better one day. And then sometimes people do that and then they pay the pay, price for it later. And they're like, Oh, yeah. I wish I would have finished therapy because yeah. you know, I was stuck. Right, okay. You know what? This is an open book and you accept the fact people don't go. I never went to physical therapy. <laughs> when I was supposed to. Okay. For my ankle, I never did. And I hate it. I didn't because I feel the long-term effects of it so much now, especially the high ankle sprain on my left, uh, like the, the weather changes and all that, just shooting pain up and down the leg. It's awful. I wish, I don't even know if going to PT would have helped. I'm sure it would. At least yeah. a little bit. Um, maybe I could still go now, if anything, and try to get you it could. fixed up. Uh, my ankles are just they're paper at this point. So, um, but you know, not to keep the distracted. One last thing I did want to talk to you about, because of course Eric is the the resident Eagles fan here. Uh, Carson Wentz has had like a up and down slope so far in his career. Uh, of course, you know the quarterback of the Eagles. He's had a few injuries. People try to call him injury prone, and I don't like to call him that because he's had just weird freak injuries happen. We talked yeah. about freak injuries earlier. Yeah. Um, do you think they're off of history? I don't know if you pulled up any of his previous injuries and the concussion, obviously, with the hit against uh, Seattle. Who was that against? Seattle. Yeah, Clowney. Um, Clowney, yeah. Clowney right. Yeah. Do you think there's something there that may be preventing him from playing like once I just I don't think the kid lost talent this isn't space jam he didn't yeah. lose his talent so like something's there either it's mental which I, obviously you can't really speak to or maybe you could um but or there's something physical maybe in the shoulder because I think there was a shoulder thing in the past um ACL I mean yeah. what do you see have you seen anything do you think there's something there um I don't like the term injury prone either because that would imply that the same thing keeps happening and you're not trying to change anything up like it's more like they happen like prone by definition of that but injury prone saying like he's not preparing his body to try to do what he needs to do like is he unlucky yeah but it's not like he could necessarily prevent the back fracture it's not like he necessarily prevented the acl injury the concussion so like some of that stuff i mean if he has recurrent hamstrings if he has recurrent um you know ankle injuries like we see with leonard fournette uh and not saying that any of those guys are, are injury prone but sometimes you see more frequently see frequency associated with those particular injuries but it's just it depends on what what you're talking about but I don't know that any player is necessarily injury prone injury football is an injury prone sport you're going to see injuries but I wouldn't classify as a individual injury prone unless they're not doing what they need to be doing in order to get better and when you're getting paid that much money I'm doing whatever I need to be doing to be performing the best of my abilities so 
Yeah. So going off of Wentz there, it might be more mental. It might be more just you don't have the talent in front of you to 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 be able to perform. I mean, we've seen that with Catlin's Bills quarterbacks over the years. We've seen that with other players who like they're talented, but they don't have the supporting cast around them. Their offensive line sucks. They don't have any weapons to throw to. They don't have a number of different things. And we see the Eagles. I mean, they fired their medical staff, like what, two or three times in the past four years. Yeah. And their guys are just constantly beat up. They're moving Jason Peters all around. They're moving their, you know, there's guys everywhere. I look at the, you know, injury report from uh, bleeding green nation. I mean, just like, you know, there's uh, Jack Driscoll. I don't even know who that is, but it's offensive <laughs> tackle. You have Lane Johnson, who's out with the ankle injury. That's both your, you position both your tackles. You have Jason Kelsey dealing with an elbow injury. You just, you know, Boston Scott, so if you're not having pass blocking, if you're not having the proper weapons to throw to and just you're scrambling for your life around there, you're going to look like crap. And I think that's what could have happened to like, for example, Josh Allen, if they didn't give him all the pieces around there in Buffalo. But I don't know whether maybe they just put all the chips in and, and uh, Philly and said, Wentz, you know, play, do what you need to do. And then they, you know, had to pay guys and they can't keep guys healthy. There's It's convoluted. Um and maybe somebody that's a little more closer to the Phillies or like the Phillies, the Eagles could, could talk more about it, but it's definitely, there's some unluckiness with injuries. He probably doesn't have as many supporting parts around him as he did early in his career. And then there could be a mental side of things. I mean, we see the guys that are running for their lives in the pocket because they know that on the protection. So, yeah, I know I, I give long-winded answers, but there's <laughs> yeah, a lot no, of variables going to this stuff. Hey. It's not like, Boom. No, that's I'll tell exactly you this. what's going on. Derek's about to fire me because you just defended Carson Wentz. I, he doesn't need me no more. He, <laughs> he's going to bring you on. And I, I don't need to say anything anymore. No. So uh, I, I mean, I, Russell Wilson kind of went through that. Whole oh, yeah. 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 You know? For sure. Yeah. I think, yeah. And, and you guys can either agree or not, um, a big thing, and I, everybody talks about it, mm-hmm. trying to make a window within the quarterback's rookie contract. Yeah, trying to build as much talent as you can, spend the money early. So when you have to pay him, you work around that. Hopefully, develop guys that can replace the high pay guys, right? Right, right. I think that just backfired for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. I think it just did. You yeah. know, they paid who they paid, hurt. those guys got hurt. Yeah. And then there was no time to develop the younger guys because they were thrown right in because the high pay guys got hurt. Yeah. So it's just bad luck, you know. Yeah. And this is coming from a non physical therapist, yeah. just bad luck. Yeah. You know, and, and and there are obviously the physical aspects of it too. Maybe the medical staff wasn't doing what they needed to. Clearly, somebody thought that because they got fired multiple times. Yeah, um, I've heard stories of just the medical staff just not. I'm not. I don't think any medical staff person is going to not work with them best to the player. But there might be guys that you know hear guys faking or or they exaggerate injuries or they you know want treatment and they don't. I don't say they don't need it, but sometimes those guys get brushed off as like, yeah, I'll take care of you later. And they don't get the full yeah. course of treatment they need to, or sometimes he's like, yeah, we'll do this for you, but they really need this or this. And of course that comes down to the provider feeling what's best for them. So it's like, right. I'm not going to go out and bash somebody and say, well, if they had done this, this, and this for this guy, he'd been healthy. Well, I don't know the full situation. I don't know what's going on, but right. I had just heard stories about how, you know, doctors have missed things. I've heard, you know, how, you know, sometimes the, the, the treating providers, you know, are kind of just going through the motions of things. And it happens in the best part of it. And you go to any doctor, you go to any nurse, go to any chiropractor, PT, what have you. There's people that go through the motions of things just to get the job done. Those are the people that really put forth their best efforts. So, right. you know, I don't think like that pro sports is, yeah, I, I don't think pro sports is any different with regards to the injury prevention stuff. So that's why I think you see some teams are doing really good and others are kind of just 
I'm here. I show up. I do my job. I go home. So wow. yeah, that, hey, that's so, the hey. weird thing that happened with like Tyrod Taylor. Hey, remember he like a few weeks ago, well, early in the season, he got yeah. uh, he's getting an injection shot. I think for like a rib, and they punctured yeah. his lung. Man, that, that, that was a doctor, freak thing. That, is, is that doctor came up like this. He was like, "Hold on, one second, stay right." There. <laughs> Boom! It's like, what the fuck? That, that is that is inherent risk of those injections. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just is how it is. It just it just happened to be right before a game, which is crazy. But um, poor guy. Yeah, it, it it does happen. Um, yeah, one of my friends on Twitter, Robin Mundy, she's with the you know the Bills Mafia uh, fan base and stuff like that. She writes for that, so she's like, it's just it's part of how it is. It's just. Yeah. It doesn't happen a whole lot, but it's a risk, you know, but there's like, uh, there's, there's, there's risk for every procedure you do. There's risk for everything you do. It just so happens to be Tyrod Taylor is just incredibly unlucky because as soon as he goes to get a starting job, he gets kicked out of it because of some freak thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Hey, he got us out the drought. I always yeah. love him, respect him. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait till he's back home over here in Buffalo. We're going <laughs> to cheer from far away because we can't be there. Um, Oh, do you go to games, Scott? Well, probably with the kiddos, it's a little harder. But did you go to a bunch of games? Um, or do you, for that matter? I I, I try to go. I mean, having yeah. two small kids at home limits my, my budget, right. but right, right, uh, right. I, I do try to go. I, I was a season ticket holder for a year with my wife, and nice. we kind of just we kind of realized we we I'd say we couldn't afford it, but we're like, oh, we can use that money for other things. We'll just go to of games course. here and there. So, of course. Okay. um, I, I try to go at least one or two games based off of you know if my friends have tickets or if you know I can you know get them cheap enough. I mean. Patriots game, I'll sit at home. I only spent $150 on Patriots game, yeah. especially when Tom Brady was playing. But, right. um, and you, you know, know any other games, it's, our, it's fun to. They need our at-home traditions to help them win too, you know? So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah. so I, I do want to say this. Hey, we, of course, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll give a little breakdown real quick of what we are. Of course, we are OTS. I am John Toronto. This is Derek Myers. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Six Families Radio through the 24-7 app. Um and, you know, follow me over at John underscore OTS, Derek underscore OTS slash head honcho. Just kidding. He is the head honcho, though. Uh, but, you know, uh, Kyle, we do appreciate you coming on. Um, any words for us? Uh, th- thanks for having me come on. And it's cool that we were able to set this up so quickly as we did. Um, yeah, I, I always love talking about this that. stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm willing to branch out and try different things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's always fun just talking about this stuff and just use my degree in a different way because you know like i said patient care at times can get boring and it's cool to just talk about my favorite team talk about the injuries associated with it and try to educate people on stuff what's going on because right. you know you talk about how people sometimes don't want to go to pt or sometimes they don't understand why they're doing certain stuff well if i can say hey you know i tore my meniscus Cody Ford tore his meniscus but he's gonna need this amount of time well maybe i should do this instead of thinking i don't need to do this stuff so right if i could just help educate people if i can help explain the process what's going on sometimes a better educated person or at least a more informed person i should say uh, makes better decisions and i would think they go with that with anything in life so right. um it's just fun to talk about this stuff and i, I really never get sick of it um, <laughs> yeah i can tell so, man hey yeah. tell, tell everybody where they can find you twitter instagram all your pages uh you, you type in banged up bills you're gonna find me on instagram uh, i'm not on there a ton because i'm still trying to figure it out i'm Kind of at that point where I'm like, do I want to figure this stuff out? Do I not? But I am up on there. You can find some of my stuff. Uh, Twitter is where I'm most active at. So if you want to find my banged up bills, you're going to find me on there and I'm going to be, you know, interacting with you greatly. Uh, Facebook, um, where else am I? Bangedupbills.com. So it's like any major social media outlet, uh, Reddit, I'm on there. You can certainly find me and I'll interact with you the best I can. All right, cool. Hey, I do want to say I think you are a superstar in the making. Uh, your page, I've seen it. 
personally how much it's grown. Uh, you do bring a great perspective for for not only the Bills, but now it looks like you're, you're branching out to the NFL in general. Mm-hmm. Almost any injury, I feel like, for any sport, you can kind of give evaluation on, which is cool. Um, hey, man, we, we love what you do. I follow you all the time. I read your articles. I tweet at you. I reference you so much. I feel so bad. I, you probably don't care. But every time a fan comes in and says, no, F that, this is how it goes. Take banged up bills real quick and see what they think. <laughs> because again, we're about yeah. facts, right? OTS yeah. has always been about facts. Yeah. And what what is more factual than this is the timeline, this is the injury, this is what you're dealing with. And mm-hmm. so we, yeah. we love that refreshing perspective. You've helped us Bills fans feel a little better about injuries, even though there's still injuries. Um, and mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on, man. You're welcome anytime. Most Thank definitely. you. Thank you. Most definitely. Yep. And, it's, and it's great to hear a perspective that um isn't from from just a fan that doesn't know what <laughs> what they're talking about. <laughs> of so course. I appreciate that. Of course. Appreciate hey, it. For sure. Right there. Of course. Yes, sir.